When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's going on, everyone? This is the CNS Media's Patriots postgame show. Mike Nice, Mike Mono here alongside Marvin Azan. We're in a new location, folks, so bear with us as we get a couple things set up. But my guy here, stepping on in. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Yes, Marvin Azan, yes, my co-host, holding it down. Like I said, this is the Patriots postgame show. Final score. 16 to 10, the Patriots defeat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. The Patriots remain undefeated with a record of 4 0, 2 0 now on the road. It wasn't a pretty game, Marv, but the Patriots walk away from this one with the victory. Just like D. Murphy said, that was tough to watch. But breaking down this game right here, guys, two undefeated teams going at it at Buffalo. And I'm not going to lie to you, Mike. I'm kind of surprised how this game turned out. You know, we understood that Buffalo was going to be the toughest challenge that you faced so far out of the three games. Now knowing what um, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers have become, Dolphins and the Jets. But I didn't think the Patriots would be held to 16 points. This is a team that we've spoken about saying, hey, they, they need to be scoring 30 points per game. Yeah. I mean, I give a lot of credit to Buffalo. They came out, and I feel they played a solid game, defensively especially. Who would have thought the Buffalo defense would have given the Patriots offense that much trouble? I had no idea. You know, obviously the Buffalo Bills were undefeated coming into this team, uh, into this matchup against the Patriots. But I don't think many people really feared their defense, especially knowing the Patriots have such a high-powered offense. You know, and then you hear before the game, Edelman's going to be back on the field. Maybe you didn't know how involved he was going to be, but the fact that Edelman was suited up, ready to go, you felt pretty good about this offense. Josh Gordon out there. You also get James White back. You know, Burkhead has also had a strong start to the season. You did not know really – you did not really expect Buffalo to shut them down. But – after watching the game unfold, they had New England offense, you know, off of their game plan from start to finish. They never looked comfortable throughout the whole game. Especially, you know, Tom Brady. Yep. He did not look comfortable throughout the game. He he couldn't really break down this defense. Him and McDaniel, they could not break down this defense at all. Brady going 18 for 39, 150 yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. That interception might Change the whole game. You're, you're the New England Patriots. You are up 10-0 against this team. And things are moving. You know, it hasn't been great, but you have control of this game. 
you you bring down the ball from your five, your own five, you bring it down the field, and then you throw that interception, like, and everything changed from there. And you saw that um, Buffalo went on their own 10-0 run right after that, that interception. So things changed really quick for the New England Patriots after that interception, which was not a good throw at all, just to show you how this team was really giving Brady fits throughout this game. Yep. He didn't get sacked which is, you know, great for the offensive line, which we'll get to as well. But there was a lot of pressure there, and then the coverage for the Buffalo Bills was was really good. Yeah, Brady finished the game 18 of 39, 150 yards. I just said this stat. I just want to make sure people know how bad it was. 150 yards, one interception, not a Brady-like game, especially knowing how he's started the season. He's been on fire to start the season. Those stats, like I said, I have to say them again because you're not used to seeing Tom Brady play that bad. It was a bad game from the quarterback. Was it some of him? Was it the Buffalo defense? Was communication off? Who knows? But at the end of the day, when you look at the stats, it's going to be chalked up as a bad week four game against the Buffalo Bills. Um, moving on with the rest of the team, Sony Michelle. I can officially say I believe Sony Michelle is in the midst of a sophomore slump. He's not having a solid start to this game. Today, 17 carries, 63 yards, 3.7 uh, yards per carry. It's It wasn't a pretty game for him, but also not really what we expect. I feel as if, again, I think I said this last show, he's still very talented. The talent is there. I don't feel like he's lacking in, in he's hurt or anything like that, dealing with something, but it's just he's not finding the holes. He's not – He's not getting the yards. He's not having the production that we expected to have from him to start this year. Yeah, looking closer into this game, Sony Michelle. Obviously, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of talk on Michelle lately of his play. And looking at this game, like I was talking about, how we're going to talk about the offensive line, the run blocking has not been great. Mm -hmm. There has not been a lot of holes to run the ball at all. You know, last week I was concerned because Rex Burkhead out carried you know, Sony Michelle. And that should never happen in any type of game script, anything like that. Because Sony Michelle, even though you do have maybe a three-headed monster in that running group, Sony Michelle is supposed to be the one who leads the team into carries. This time, he was the only one carrying the ball. You know, 17 carries for Sony Michelle compared to Brandon Bolden's one, James White's one, and Rex didn't even have a carry this game. We knew that going into this game, Rex was was hurt with an ankle injury, so which which makes sense. But when it comes to Sony, he looked a little better. He looked a little better this game compared to the other games. But the run blocking is not there. You, like you said, the soft that he might be going through a sophomore, a sophomore, sophomore slump. slump yeah. it's, it hasn't been the, a great start to the season because you we, we're just thinking about the hype going into training camp. Once he came back from that injury, we expected a little more. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like you said, the hype was there. You really felt as if, you know, coming off of last season – you know, you see a person have a, a season like a rookie season like uh, Sony Michelle did, and you only want to see him ascend and get better and better. But right now, he's kind of just, you know, waiting in the waters in terms of not really doing anything crazy, not making any big splashes. But I do feel as if as the the season continues, there'll be games where he'll show up. You know, as they start to maybe get things patched up together more with the offensive line. Uh, We'll see improvements from Sony Michelle as the season uh, progresses. I'm um, seeing in the comments, Buffalo says this game proved 
Uh, the Bills are better than the Patriots. I don't know about that one, Buffalo. I mean, you played a pretty close game, I guess. Do you feel as if you're better than the, the Patriots are uh, not as good as uh, – Buffalo's better than the Patriots? I wouldn't say so. I will give Buffalo, again, credit defensively. They, I wouldn't say necessarily shut down, you know, the Patriots' offense. They held them to 16 points. But before this game, this is a team that's been averaging 30, po 30 points a game right. around that number. And the fact that Buffalo held them to 16 does say a lot. I do give a lot of credit to Buffalo defense. Buffalo, are they better than, you know, we thought? Maybe, yeah, maybe. But their offense was still really bad. I mean, people are really saying in the comments right now how Josh Allen played. Josh Allen didn't look good before he got knocked out in the game. Josh Allen went for 13 for 28, 153 yards, zero touchdowns like Brady, but also surpassed Brady in interceptions with three. There was a point in the early in the game where he threw the ball to more Patriots than he threw to his receivers. You know, season he wasn't great, and we can we're gonna get to the Patriots defense and how they look, but. Another great thing about what we saw against Josh Allen, he was sacked four times. Once again, you know, this defensive front is really getting to the quarterback. And Josh Allen was seeing ghosts out there, especially in the first half. He looked bewildered. He didn't look, he didn't know what was going on, what to do at all. So I wouldn't even say that, you know, Buffalo's off team is as good as the Patriots. They were at home. Things were riding well. They had that momentum after the um after the interception. But come on, let's. Let's slow it down here. I think Buffalo can be a playoff team. Looking at the AFC and teams are falling all over the place, Buffalo can sneak in and be, you know, an interesting playoff team. I yeah. can say that. There's not many teams out there with a defense like the Patriots. So I feel as if the Buffalo's defense is legit like what we saw today. You know, obviously, I think their offense might be a little better than what they showed today. You look at Frank Gore for Buffalo. 17 carries, 109 yards. You know, congrats to him for crossing over 15,000 uh, yards in his career. You know, I think the offense is a little better than what they displayed today. But again, like I said, they're just going up against a great Patriots defense. And like you said, I also believe they can make some noise, a little bit of noise in the in the AFC. Um, after the Patriots and probably the Kansas City Chiefs and possibly Baltimore, who, who, I don't know if they lost officially, but they were losing to the Browns today. After the Patriots and the Chiefs, right. the AFC is a little wide open. So, you know, Buffalo's 3-1. and one. Not a bad record to start the year. 3-1 is pretty solid through four games. Um, I want to talk about the receivers a little bit, though, Mark. Brady only passed the ball to five guys. Okay. Ten targets went to James White. Seven Understandable, you know. <laughs> seven targets went to Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman, both seven targets. Philip Dorsett, nine targets, but two receptions, 10 yards. Uh, James White led all the, all the receivers with eight receptions for 57 yards. Uh, it was tough. I think the Bills secondary, like we've been talking about the Bills defense all around, but the Bills secondary, I think, did a hell of a job really trying to contain uh, Brady's weapons. Obviously, Edelman was out there, but we don't know if he was fully 100% out there. Again, seven targets, only four receptions for 30 yards. You know, it wasn't a pretty day for Brady, but it also wasn't pretty for, you know, the weapons that he that he had out there on the field. Yeah, well said, Mike. 
we're talking about at first, Julian, let's break it down with Julian Edelman. At first, in the first half, it looked like that they were trying to protect him. You know, yeah. he's coming off that chest injury. Brady was not looking his way at all. I think it took until like the middle of the second quarter till Edelman actually got his first his first target. But and it ends up with seven. Josh Gordon. I feel like he should have been imp implemented in the offense a lot more. He it didn't look seven targets. You know, is up there tied with Edelman and um. And tied with Edelman, but feel like he, they needed to be more. And then when he when Brady does throw the ball to him, I feel like in these past four games they haven't found their rhythm yet. It hasn't been there. We know that Gordon wasn't around throughout the full training camp, and maybe that has something to do with it. But Gordon's also struggling with bringing the ball in. Once he once he catches the ball, corners, defensive backs, whoever it is, are able to knock it out of him very easily in his. It, and that's why you have a Gordon three receptions on seven targets. He's, I've been seeing it happen the past couple of days. There's been times I saw him the show, man, Gordon's looking sluggish. He's having a hard time reeling the ball in once he catches it. We know the talent. We know how special he is. But that's something that needs to get worked on. Dorsett. Woo. We all, that's my guy, Mike. That is your boy. You always talk about how much you love Dorsett. That's my guy. And Brady, Brady was – Showing the world, that's his guy too. Gave him nine targets, but it was not working. There was, it felt like Brady was forcing the ball to Dorsey. He wanted to get the ball to Dorsey, even if there was times it, it just wasn't there. And that you can attest that to, you know, the Buffalo Bills defense right there. But it, it was not a good game for Dorsey. Two receptions, only 10, 10 yards in those receptions right there. Um, pretty much a non-factor as much as Brady was trying to get him the ball. And James White, this is. This is what you expect from this is the James White of last year. Yes. You know, when you had no weapons, eight receptions, 57 yards, which is kind of concerning because you do have weapons on this team. Mm -hmm. So when you see a forced James White role with eight receptions, a lot of receptions for James White. When you have a Julian Edelman, you have Josh Gordon, you have Dorsett on this team. Eight receptions is a bit much. Once again, I said in the first half, it looked like they were trying to protect Edelman. So maybe that's why. James White got that extended role there, but I don't know. It's it's concerning because you you know we know about AB. Yeah, AB's no longer on this team, but it's and we we're hearing rumors how Brady's very upset that AB's not on this team. Mm -hmm. Belichick didn't really want AB out off this team. Yeah, and this would this is a reason why AB is the separator. I'm not I'm I'm not saying he should be on this team. You know I'm. I'm glad we don't have to, you know, talk about all of his scandals and everything that he's been doing. But I'm just trying to sh show light on this receiving core may not be what we imagine it is right now. And maybe it was an off game. Maybe it was just an off game from Brady in the offense. But we're not. Are we going to say Buffalo Bills is the best defense the Patriots are going to face? Don't believe so. This tape out on this game, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to use this formula uh -huh. if, if that is true. So. You know, something to look out for. Yeah, and I'm here looking at these names. James White, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett, Rex Burkhead. Are these the names we're going to continue to see week in and week out? These are the options right here yeah. that Brady has to pass through. Maybe you'll get a Jacoby Myers here and there. Which I wish I wish we saw more. Maybe you'll get a Matt LaCrosse or, yeah. like, Ben Watson will be returning next back. week, I believe. Yeah, so we'll He'll see. Be back. Definitely. But for the most part, these are the options right here that Brady's going to pass through. I know you mentioned... Uh, not having Antonio Brown anymore. 
you know, you're still we don't you said you wish you saw more of Jacoby Myers. Um hopefully Nikhil Harry makes a return if they choose if he comes back off the IR. Is this team legit missing another option you feel? Like, yes, you had Demarius Thomas at one point going into the season. You thought he was gonna be that third guy or fourth guy with Dorset there or whatever. Uh you then you pick up Antonio Brown. Is this team missing that next guy, or is it just a matter of having, you know, Jacoby Myers possibly step up, or you're waiting for Ben Watson? Do they need another playmaker, veteran type of player out there? Yes and no. I mean, we understand you mentioned Ben Watson, which is a good point. They don't use the tight ends at all this year, and they've been fine. They've There's been no fine. Robert <laughs> right? They've been fine without yeah. using it so far. So if you can add that bonus of a you know a pass catching tight end, a security blanket, another one for Tom Brady, sure. If you could add a, a Nikhil Harry, if that will help, sure. But I think I think what it is, Mike, the running game hasn't been great. That is true. That's a huge part of your offense right there. You know, Patriots still want to conform and be 50-50. They're going to be running the ball half the time, throwing the ball half the time, and the running game has not been great. So, therefore, that is the reason why it seems like you're missing something, but it's there. It's there. I think the offensive line, the run the run blocking has not been good, and it, it needs to be improved. Brady's been protected. Yes. Brady's been protected, and that's obviously numero uno. But after that, Mike, Things get a little dicey. And I'll say shout-out to Brady because I do feel, you know, yes, he didn't take any sacks in this game, but he was moving around in the pocket to get to get away. Obviously, some of those, uh, him scrambling a little bit in the pocket led to him throwing the ball away. And I know I think he got flagged with a couple of yeah. um, intentional, intentional grounding. grounding and whatnot. But he was moving out of the pocket trying to stay, you know, on his toes to not get really hit or whatnot. So shout-out to him for doing that. But at the same time, you know – the quarterback you have in Tom Brady, who's not going to scramble for many yards, he needs to be in the pocket to dissect uh, the defense and then find his guys who are open to make plays happen. But we definitely have to talk about this Patriots defense. Oh, man. And, again, the Buffalo Bills offensively, they're not a juggernaut. Once again, the Patriots have faced another team where you know there's no real fear that they're – could possibly go out there and drop 30 points on you or not. This is another team that we know doesn't have a high-powered offense. But at the same time, because the Patriots' offense didn't seem to have it clicking, the defense was especially needed in this game because the game was right there for the taking if Buffalo was able to make a play and get into the end zone. You know, ending the game 16-10, we'll get into Steven Guskowski later because if should have been 17 to 10 in all honesty, but we all know the guy missed an extra point to start off the game. But like I said, this defense was definitely needed to keep Buffalo in check so that they didn't have any opportunities. They had a couple goal line stands that was really solid. Uh, obviously, yeah, it wasn't Matt Barkley in at one point. I mean, sorry, Josh Allen, they brought Matt Barkley, but they still weren't able to get into the end zone to really take over this game. So I definitely you know, I want to shout out the defense for showing how they played in a game that was still very close from start to finish for the most part. This was this was great, Mike. Good test. This was a good test because when you needed def- the defense to make plays, they made plays. They they've had how many turnovers? Four turnovers in, in the game, I believe. Two interceptions from J.C. Jackson in this game. McCordy continues his streak yes. with another interception in this game. And then Jamie Collins, the MVP of this defense this year, had got an interception. I believe he had a sack as well. So he's been 
on it. Yes. Jamie Collins has been on it. The, the secondary is scary. Jason McCordy, he's been playing. He finds a way to make plays. There was a play where he got beat um, in, on a trick play. The, the receiver got the ball, was about to get a touchdown. He found a way to yank the ball out. You know, this guy's making plays throughout. And then J.C. Jackson, the um, the block punt on special team. Patriots showed that in all three phases of the game, they're going to find a way to make an impact. Special teams are still iffy because of Steven Guskowski in there. But it's, it's encouraging to see, okay, they can find a way to win the game in the um, – in the punt return as well, or the punt blocks, or someone we didn't see, Gunner. The Patriots, Patriots are not going to allow mistakes to continue happening, which I believe Steven Guskowski, I don't know how long he's going to be. I don't know if he makes it through the season. I, I don't believe the Patriots could put up with this type of performance for the rest of the season. I agree with you 100%. Four weeks in a row. There's one thing where it's like, okay, this guy's starting to – be bad, but four weeks in a row, and it seems like it's always the first kick. Well, another thing I said uh, before we uh, got to this game today, I think I said on the last show, Steven Guskowski's gotten away with the fact that, like I said, the Patriots have been putting up points on these teams. Oh, yeah. So his kicks really, the missed kicks or field goals, extra points, they don't really mean as much because the Patriots are already up 30 to nothing or 30 to three or whatever the case may be. A game finally came where a missed extra point by Steven Guskowski really was possibly the separator in the pitch if Patriots could have won the game or lost the game. And, you know, again, the defense stepped up, but they won't, wouldn't really need to be in, wouldn't have had to been in that position if Guskowski had a secure seven-point lead. Another thing with this game that I want to mention for sure is the fact that, again, we know that the Bills – offenses and high powered, but because of the situation, it was a good test for the Patriots. They've been playing solid defense all year so far, but it's been in a lot of blowouts. The game was on the line from start to finish here, where easily could have tilted in either direction. So you want your defense to be tested in this type of manner so that, you know, they have the experience of holding down the team while your offense is going off. You want to continue, hey, the offense is putting up 30 points. Let's continue to have this shutout. Or now you have a situation like today where, hey, we got to make sure we don't make any mistakes. It's a necessity. Yeah, that we, we have to up. make sure we make zero mistakes because any mistakes that we cause can give up the game right there and then. So it's a good test for uh, for the Patriots defense for sure. We're talking about four games in, and they let out their they left their first touchdown yeah. in the game. You know, that's impressive. And a QB sneak in Josh Allen. So that's it's really really impressive. Mike, a lot of people are not going to talk about this guy, and because the Patriots are winning. But Michael Bennett, mm. he's just been a guy. You know, he hasn't been someone who's been impactful in this defense. And the only reason I bring it up is because the Patriots haven't faced a offensive juggernaut like you had mentioned. Michael Bennett, you brought him in here to be one of your special playmakers. But Jamie, Col Jamie Collins was the signing where you said, okay, he be he, you know, he comes back, he'd be a nice fit. You you're not thinking he's gonna be so far four games in to the season. Your MVP of, yeah. of the, Michael Bennett, if he was a guy having four or five sacks right now, you know, off, always causing pressure, you'd be like, yeah, that's what the Patriots brought him here for. Luckily, Patriots are winning, so there hasn't really been 
a side on them. I'm just thinking, has it been the defensive system or how the Patriots are using Mike, Michael Bennett? He's not having the same impact. And I know well, I'm not trying to compare him to Trey Flowers. You know, Trey Flowers is obviously younger. He had a huge impact with the Patriots. But he's just been the guy. Not saying he's been bad. Not, he hasn't been elite, but he's just been formed into the system. I haven't seen him jump off the screen to me. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I know Michael Bennett was a big signing for the defense. But for me to really sit here and say I was expecting – uh, something amazing from Michael Bennett, you know, I really wasn't. Not saying I wasn't expecting to come here and be a bum and not do anything, not contribute at all, but I also wasn't expecting him to show up and somehow always oh, going to be the team leader. I didn't, I didn't really necessarily see that from him because how many, over the years, how many guys on the Patriots defense have really stood out on a high note? You know, they've all kind of just been in the system. The Patriots defense has they've had some good defensive teams, they've had some bad defensive teams. Over the last couple of years, I think they've been somewhat in the middle of the pack. And this year they really started to show that they're on an elite level. But the Patriots haven't really had a guy that really could stand out. You know, High Tower's a name for you know Patriots Nation that stands mm-hmm. out. Uh Gilmore is one guy that maybe stands out, you know, across the whole NFL. But other than that, hasn't really been anybody. So a combination of that. And plus, it's Michael Bennett's first year here. You know, maybe he's still trying to find his way in this new system that he has to learn. I'm pretty sure what they did in Seattle is a lot different from what they're doing in New England. Uh, So maybe he's just trying to find his way. So uh, he had a tackle today and a tackle for a loss. That's cute. That's cute. (laughs) Something. That's that's something. But we're talking about a guy in Philly last year who, in limited time, still was able to get 12 sacks in the season. Like, this this is not a guy, Michael Bennett, who came in aged and his game has slowed down or anything like that. So it's just something to look out for, Michael Bennett and his role on this team. Yeah, just I'm just putting it out there in the atmosphere and something we can we can come back to going further into this season. Uh, so another comment from our guy, Buffalo. I think he's just fixated on the fact that this game really proved that the pa- the Patriots are not as good as the Buffalo Bills because What's he, he says uh, the Bills were able to shut down a better offense and basically both teams had 10 offensive points. Okay, if this is how we're going to break it down. <laughs> you know, one, Patriots are have more talent on the field than the, than the Buffalo Bills. We know that. The whole world knows that. Every, every, everybody knows that. But we're not going to – I'm not – that's cheating. <laughs> I'm not going to use that as the argument. Let's just break it down to coaching. Buffalo Bills showed to me that they could never be in the Patriots level off of just stupidity of coaching. Mm. There was so many times where they they they, they challenged – plays that they shouldn't have challenged. They wasted timeouts when they shouldn't have wasted timeouts, especially in that second half. There was 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. The Bills had zero timeouts. You can't beat the Patriots with that. So if you want to talk about physicality, players, let's just talk about coaching right there. And when you when you lose that leg, mm. it's it's hard. It's hard for you to compete. Well, you heard it here from Marv. He said it comes down to coaching, not even anything else that's on the field. But when it comes to coaching, the Patriots have the Buffalo Bills beat there, and that's pretty damn important if you ask me. Uh, looking at this game still, I mean, 
I can't get too upset at the fact that the Patriots didn't do what they usually did, you know, 30 points a game. They got the win. They got to get the win. Do I expect them to continue to perform like this? I don't believe so. I think, you know, Edelman will be probably close to 100% next right. game. Uh, Josh Gordon, I know you, like you said earlier, he hasn't been, it seems as if Brady and him are not clicking 100%. doesn't look like it. Um, but I think for the most part, you know, other than this game, the other three games, the offenses look pretty solid. I do, I do believe in the same question I kind of brought up to you. I do personally believe the Patriots do need another option out there uh, and another weapon out there. Will that be Ben Watson? Sure, but at the same time, Ben Watson is like 45 years old. <laughs> like I, I don't know how much you're really expecting from him. I feel as if I was I was solid and happy with the fact that Demarius Thomas was going to be a part of this team. Yeah, and and you know we saw that pre, that one preseason game where he had he looked pretty damn healthy. His feet looked good as Achilles, um, and I was sold on him being you know that third option behind Edelman and Gordon, uh, along with Dorsett. And I I even made a bold prediction that he'd be Brady's number two option after Welker. I think most. I think most people. You're going back a lot of right. years there. I think most people are sold on having Demarius Thomas, and then you get Antonio Brown. And you're just hoping that okay, hopefully his off the field stuff doesn't really catch up with him, and he could be able to be on the field and be a part of this team because the talent you have with him, he's out the picture. So I feel they need to fill that void now. I don't know how, who, where. And, you know, do you just wait for him to kill Harry to hopefully come back? Do you try to get Jacoby Myers involved? More? I don't know. But Cameron I, Meredith. Cameron Meredith coming back. I do feel that void that that is now there since the marriage Thomas and Antonio Brown off the picture. That void needs to be filled, in my opinion. And another player that we haven't even whispered on this show yet, Damian Harris. Maybe you maybe you look at Damian Harris, the rookie running back for this Patriots, who's also a dual threat, you know, can come out the backfield, catch the ball. He looked dynamic in running the ball. We saw training camp, he did well. The one preseason game he played, he looked very well. Yeah. Maybe check him out. Does he give you a, a different dynamic on the on this offense? Look, we may be overreacting, Mike. This is the first game that the Patriots didn't score over 20 points. Yeah. And maybe none of this means anything. Just last week, we were praising Philip Dorsett and all of these guys and how great this offense was. So we could be overreacting. But something to think about. Damian Harris, he's been a healthy scratch all of these games, except the one game that James White um, James White didn't play. But he he still didn't get a chance to get on the field. Maybe look into Damian Harris to see if, what he can bring to this table as well. Yeah, you know, I definitely – if there's one team that can make adjustments as the team progresses – the season progresses, it's definitely uh, the New England Patriots. Um, as we look ahead a little bit, obviously we've been saying it for the last couple of weeks, you know, this Patriots schedule is very light, very light, because you're taking on – after this Bills victory, you're going to Washington to take on the Redskins. Oh, boy. And if you've been keeping up with the Redskins – it hasn't been a pretty season for them, excuse me, at all. Something just came out of nowhere, like a fly or something. I don't know. Oh, for <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it hasn't been a solid season to start for the uh, Washington Redskins. They're struggling with Case Keenum, I believe. Right. I think Haskins got an opportunity today. He ended up throwing three interceptions. Um, the struggle's over there real. And if they're throwing interceptions like that over there in Washington. Let's, McCourty, <laughs> let's get McCordy another one. McCordy might be looking at five straight games with the interception. Um, I can't lie, just a quick even preview to next week's game. 
we're looking at 5-0 and oh here. Yep. I don't think there's any argument or disagreement there on the road against the Redskins, the Redskins team that is struggling offensively. 5-0 and oh start for the Patriots. Easy. Yeah, you can book book this one. Patriots should should be able to bounce back. It'd be a great way for the offense to bounce back too. They should bully, bully the hell out of the Redskins just to get everyone's confidence back. You know, Brady get a touchdown in there. We're trying to have Brady have some separation over Breeze here. Yeah, separate just, from Breeze and catch up to and Peyton catch up and get the record. Get the record. You know, I don't want to see no more zero zero touchdown games. Yeah, from Tom Brady. You heard. Breeze is itching to come back. Oh, yeah, man. You he's, know, he's itching to come back. And you know Breeze will get his. So definitely, I think Washington Redskins, thank the schedule guards for the schedule. It's an easy way to get the offense to get going again. The defense has been amazing. You're facing either King, Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins. On the road to undefeated. Mike. Okay. All right. Mike. All right. All right. All right. We were just right. having a good show. <laughs> All right, man. I won't say any more undefeated talk for this show. I'll say it. But, you know, I, I can already see in the comments they're starting to roll through. Let's get it. Let's get to that portion of the show where we have our stars and sorries of the game. This one, the stars out there, you know, for at least for the Patriots, there's not many to give out. But if I had to give a star of the game, I'll give one to James White. A guy who missed a game, you know, congratulations to him again for having, you know, his first child, I believe. Uh, but he stepped up, came right back in, you know, when his name was called upon. Eight receptions for 57 yards. Uh, Brady just was targeting him the whole game. He led the uh, he led the weapons and targets. Shout out to James White for being one of the real productive Patriots on offense. Um you got to give him a lot of credit for continuing to do what he does. There's a lot of weapons and players around him. He's a running back, but, you know, Sonny Michelle gets carries because that's not James, That's not what they use James White for. But then he can obviously be a huge, you know, factor in terms of when Brady drops back in shotgun. You know, James White can line up anywhere and possibly make a play. He was making plays today. I give James White a start of the year. Yeah, you know, he had that great, beautiful um, over overhead catch. And when he had the linebacker on him, James White had a great game. But I don't think I can give any any stars to the offense. I got to go to the defense. Absolutely. I got to go to the defense. And, and I just see him in the comments coming through as well. And two, I'm going to give out two stars. One, first one goes to J.C. Jackson. You know, you look at this, the, the secondary, you know you got Gilmore. You know you got McCordy. And then – the slot guys or the guys who come in the dime nickel packages in John Jones. And then you have J.C. Jackson. We saw last year, like, oh, J.C. Jackson's a ball hawk. This guy knows, has a nose for the ball. You know, he reminded me a lot of Malcolm Butler. And then you've seen this game. Obviously, Josh Allen or Barkley, they're not going to target Gilmore too many times. There was times he did target Gilmore. I was like, oh, man, Josh, Josh Allen got some balls man, throwing <laughs> it to him like that. But you have to, you got to find other options. And J.C. Jackson, two interceptions this game. There were two nice interceptions, yeah, you know, sure some were. beautiful catches. And then he also has the block on the punt block. Huge you punk, know, yeah. Matthew Slater, your boy, gets the touchdown. So I think he deserves a star of this game. Next person, a guy you mentioned, Mike, Kyle Van Noy. Excellent game from Van Noy today. Van Noy was the... 
all over the place. And he's a leader in this team, leader yes. of the defense, you know, linebacker. We we knew that um, we saw that Hightower wasn't in this game. Yeah. So, you know, Bentley and Van Noy took over. And whether it was in the backfield or he was out in coverage, Van Noy was everywhere. Let me see his stats real quick. Led the team in tackles with eight. Two sacks and a tackle for loss. Great game by Calvin Noy. And those are my stars. All right, for sure. In the comments, I see that a lot of people agree with you. Uh, uh, Van Noy, for sure. J.C. Jackson. I see stars going out to Jamie Collins, who is continuing Collins, to MVP. make an impact on the defense every game so far this season. You know, Jake Bailey. You know, the, the Patriots made a good decision at puncher. Because I have zero complaints about <laughs> Bailey. Bailey, it's the other dummy kicker that I got an issue. Bailey with. got a fool. <laughs> it's the other dummy kicker I have an issue with. But the punter has been doing a hell of a job, so I can agree with that star for sure. But when there's the good, there's the bad. And on this show right here, when you're bad, we tell you sorry. So mm -mm -mm. let's get to one. One that really popped out. In my mind, I know this some can go on the offense for sure. And the defense had a great game. But Jonathan Jones. Yeah. That hit. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. Josh Allen ain't really an elite quarterback. We know that. We all understand that. But that doesn't mean try to knock the man's lights out. Man, Josh Allen went down. That was <laughs> ugly. Ugly, 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 helmet to helmet. I can understand, you know, Josh, I mean, I'm sorry, Jonathan Jones probably feeling like he had a big hit. And, oh, and oh, he, he, said, he was celebrating. He was yeah. about the hit, but it's a dirty play, man. I don't care if you're a Patriot or not. I'm going to call it right down the middle. It was a dirty play. Uh, I really believe that they should have kicked him off the game, and I'm surprised he wasn't ejected after that hit, which that's what really shocked me, to be honest. Um but if the refs ain't going to get it right, we're going to get it right on this show. Jonathan Jones of the New England Patriots, we're going to give you a sorry. That's a no bueno, my friend. Oh, my God. You guys you guys gave a sorry to a Patriot? Hey, we call it down the middle here on this show. But when you're sorry, we're going to tell you sorry. That was a sorry play, a dirty hit. You're getting a sorry, Jonathan Jones. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Sorry can also go... The Patriots offense, it just wasn't a good game. Giving a sorry to the Patriots offense? I, I'm, like I said before, I understand the Bills are 3-0. They had a solid start to the season so far. Their defense is pretty good. But they just could not really figure out the defense. I was just waiting for the Patriots to get the ball and Brady and them say, all right, let's start effing around here and just march it down the field and score a touchdown to get some separation. And it never happened. They never seemed to click. It was the defense that literally won them this game. The Patriots offense have been scoring big points, and the defense have held their own, you know, becoming close to shutting teams out. The Patriots offense didn't win this game. The Patriots defense won this game because the offense really couldn't get it together. So, yeah, I do have to give Brady, Edelman, you know, sorry that you weren't fully healthy, uh, Josh Gordon, all them boys. Sheesh. But today, I'm sorry. Sheesh. But I got to give y'all a sorry. So sorry. Sorry. Sheesh, Sheesh Mike. Take take it easy, man. Take it easy. My sorry goes to a Patriot too, but this is an obvious one. I know it's everybody's sorry. It's everybody's sorry, but Stephen Goddamn Gostowski. Every it, week. 
every week he has done he's either missed a field goal or the extra point. And field goals could get frustrating, but it's the extra points. It's it's the, it's becoming too routine. Yeah, it's becoming every too, game. It's becoming too routine now, and we mentioned it today. Patriots defense is great, but there's going to be a time when, you know, they're just going to let up a touchdown, what happened. It could have happened at the end of this game. The Patriots offense was not moving. Bills had the ball. If they march down the field, kill time, score the touchdown, kick their extra point, the game's over 17-16. And know what we're talking about here on this show, how Steven Gaskowski lost us a game to the damn Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Oh, if this game ended 17-16, I would have been sick. Huh. It, it, there was there was a world where that was possible. Yeah, man. You know, Steven Gaskowski's really been pissing me off. You know, all oh, the comments are really coming in here about uh, the, the the hit by uh, Jonathan Jones. You know what? I take back what it wasn't a dirty hit. It wasn't. I don't think Jonathan Jones had the intent to hey, let me. Go. It was unnecessary. It was an unnecessary hit. Yes, thank you, Mark. Gotcha. It was an unnecessary hit. He's not that guy, uh, Burfick, uh, that plays for, for the Raiders. Yeah, plays for the Raiders, who he got thrown out earlier in the day. For what? I don't know, but he's been getting thrown out every season almost. So it wasn't a dirty hit. It was an unnecessary hit. Thanks to Mark for uh, giving me that word. And, you know, the page, uh, sorry, the NFL tries to do whatever they can to minimize these helmet-to-helmet hits. And unfortunately, in that situation, it was a helmet-to-helmet hit. And when that happens, for the most part, guys are getting thrown out. Jonathan Jones fell victim of an unnecessary hit. I, be- I believe he deserved to be tossed out of the game. If I'm wrong there, I'm wrong, but that's my opinion. It is what it is. Speak your truth, guys. Sure did. Speak your truth. But one thing we all can agree on. Patriots fans on beyond is that Steven Guskowski deserves a big fat old. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, man. I'm uh, and like I'm I'm telling y'all now, I think a bigger sorry is coming for him in, in these next couple of weeks. I really think he's kicking himself out of New England. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm not talking about next year. I'm talking in season. It's starting to I don't know what's out there. Maybe that's why he's still gonna have a job because you know, all the best kickers are probably on the team by now. Yeah. So, but something's wrong, man. I don't know. I don't know what his, you know, his routine is before a game. Maybe he changed things up. Maybe his girlfriend dumped him or something. He's going, he's going through something right now. He's off his mojo. Yeah. You don't have to tell me. He could get off the team tomorrow, and I've been saying it for a long time. He needs to go. I'm, there's no, I have no other excuses or questions. I'm done with Gostowski. I'll go kick for the Patriots. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I want people to like you, bro. I want people to like you. Ah, it's, it's just the Patriots strive for perfection here. So you got to do what you can do as the kicker to make sure you're at your best. And Gostowski has not been at his best so far this year. So the sorry is justified, in my opinion. Anybody else you have? No, that's that's just it. I'm not gonna give no sorries to the Buffalo Bills. They played the, they played a hell of a game. You know, only scored ten points. You can't win many games in the NFL by only scoring ten points. But that's because the Patriots defense is that good. I think I heard I, I saw something in the comments. Someone said the Boston D party. Boston, Boston. D party. 
Boston has the Patriots have great defense. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I agree with that. Excuse me. The Patriots do have a solid defense. Um, and hopefully they, they'll continue to show their dominance, you know, next week when they take on the uh, Washington Redskins. And you know who will be holding it down right after the show? This guy right here and myself. Marv, let the folks know where they can find us. Well, you can find us in many places. Many places. You know, after every show, we have obviously the Patriots post-game show. Right here. And then, you know, we because we love the Patriots so much. We want to talk about what else is going on that we couldn't cover into this game. So we have the Patriots Roundtable that we also host with our boy, Nick. Shout out to Nick. But wait, there's more. There sure is more. Because sometimes you just can't talk all football. Nope. Sometimes, you know, Celtics are coming back. Media day is tomorrow. Media day is tomorrow. Day tomorrow. Okay. You know, all Boston sports are starting to become relevant again. Well, sorry, Red Sox. Bruins are back, but sometimes there's things in the media that's going on. Very true. Politics, music, movies. Spider-Man is back in the NCU. Shout out to Spidey. So, you know, we got to cover all these things. That's when Double M Media is involved. Co-hosted by yours truly. So, you got to make sure you watch that as well on the CLNS Media Network. Yeah, shout out to CLNS Media. I'm sure that, uh, we are here at the CLNS Media Network. We'll have a lot of coverage tomorrow with uh, media day, like like I said, I believe is tomorrow, uh, and we'll definitely have our Celtics season preview coming up as well, you real soon. Hear that. You want to hear that? Double M Media, make sure you check us out for our Celtics preview show. But again, this has been the Patriots post game show, powered by CLNS Media Network, alongside Marvin Hassan. I am Mike Mono. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys next week after the Patriots take on the Washington Redskins.